Tom Gerhardt and Dan Provost are the guys behind Studio Neat. On this show, we discuss entrepreneurship, product design, and all of the ups and downs that come with running a small business. I'm Mike Hurley, and this is Thoroughly Considered. What's going on with the Mark II? I don't think we've spoken about it for a while, but I saw a Kickstarter update. It looks like everything was on track. Yeah, things are... You know, the thing that it was... We didn't hit the... We didn't get all the machining done before the Chinese New Year. And so that, you know, that pushed us back. But right after they came back from the Chinese New Year, they finished up the machining, like the bulk machining on the parts. And then they have this... Because we're doing this, like, seamless... Where like parts get put together and then they're like seamless and then poli- like they're seamless polished kind of. They have to do, or it's like where they, they kind of like rough machine the parts, they put them together and then they like machine them together again hmm. and then they polish them. So they're doing like that step and that's the real like critical like we want to make sure they get it right step. So they send us samples of that, what but just a couple is that like what what, what so there's the sleeve right which Uh is like the sleeve the tip of the sleeve and the like body of the sleeve they they're two separate parts so that we can like put the clip in uh and so like and have it be seamless and stuff and so those get put together and then they're like seamless Uh, and then the body the like writing part of the pin the t- you know the tip where it unscrews and you can the take refill the refill in. out yeah. yeah that is like seamless you know like that that joint and you the only want way to make it to match right yeah so, so not, be not literally seamless just like appear seamless because yeah. the yeah. two parts match so closely yep. yeah and the thing that's so tricky about that is you know when we're going to do like pvd the pvd place has to like keep keep track of the parts so that they don't mix up the parts so then when they put them back together they're like content they're still like, i was gonna really say well. like that surely makes yeah. it trickier when it comes to other parts of the process yeah. right if then these parts are now matching like there are exactly they're all individual exactly Ooh. well and the thing that's tricky is cleaning them so we had to be like okay you guys need to clean these before you like do the final polishing but then they'll probably so that's it's like that kind of stuff that we want to make sure they get right like that their parts arrive clean so that we don't have to clean them so it's it's kind of weird stuff but that's that's what's going on right now is they're making this like set of 50 which will kind of Mm -hmm. prove out the process for like that and then we'll be like okay this looks good send them all estimated delivery time april 2021 just yeah starting like starting to like like uh, uh, well i'm, I'm talking was, about what it yeah. says on the the campaign do you think that yeah. you will then in april start delivering in april no uh, no i think okay. we're gonna start shipping in may at some point Not probably yeah towards the end of may and it'll take like a few weeks to get them all out because mm-hmm. it just takes a while to assemble them and such but yeah i feel like we're not too bad of an estimate. I'm excited. I always feel like we're ahead of the ball, and then we're not ahead of the ball. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's always, <laughs> That's you know, manufacturing, like, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, this time it really seemed, because we had such a head start on, like, with the Mark One, we had, like, thought we basically picked our manufacturer, but we didn't, like, know for sure. But this time we knew we were going to use, we kind of mm-hmm. everything lined up. 
but you know it's just it's, it's like i just yeah. had like as well like a silly thing so so we have our journal right and now we're mm-hmm. making just a notebook right uh-huh. so it's basically everything that the current journal is with just dot grid paper inside and a new cover so mm-hmm. super easy right like it didn't require any uh wild prototyping or anything because i already had all the materials right you know mm-hmm. i just we were changing the artwork inside i got one prototype sent to me to make sure that they that they completely understood my instructions on the print fine and now they've been made and they're being sent right and they sent out the samples and they sent them to the wrong place <laughs> <laughs> right and so now they sent more samples but then it's easter so like we've now yeah. lost over eight days it's just like little things like this happen all the time yep. Yep. right it's like complex one address wrong and we lost the whole week like these yeah. things if that would have happened they would already be on the way to cotton bureau for distribution but yep. now like they was then my samples were supposed to arrive today and they didn't so they'll probably arrive tomorrow it's like these little things have these huge just, knock-on effects all the time well and they just keep adding up you know it's, yes it's just like yeah yeah that's the way it is i think we used to really sh- like stress out about that mm-hmm. and now we just you know try to have those not happen but it's like uh-huh. well we know this happens so it's like there's I, no <laughs> like similarly i'm i'm mellowing out on this stuff now too because now i'm i'm not so transfixed to the dates that are originally established right yeah you know because it's like they tell me they're going to be ready to ship at the beginning of april maybe by the end of april <laughs> I'll, yeah it never is i think some suppliers are really good about that especially if it's like a very known thing like mm-hmm. if we get labels printed or something those are almost are always pretty on time sure but but if it's anything that's custom I would say they're almost never, nothing is ever on time. No, because like, there's so pe- many, like, you know, things that we've had before. It was like, oh, this was going to be fine. But then this company that provided this part of the product, yep. they had a problem. Yep. So now we gotta we got to wait. And I would definitely say making this show with you two over the last few years has really helped me in calming down about this stuff. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, it's fine. We'll get there. It's fine. But I mean, at the same time, the I, I still don't have the nerve to do like a Kickstarter because by and large, you know, the date that I have something ready is a date that I just choose and mostly it doesn't affect people. Mm-hmm. But if I was saying to people, we will deliver this for you this time period, I would really, mm-hmm. I think I would still uh, freak out about that a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you overestimate, though, people remembering and counting all that date on Kickstarter. Oh, like, of course. In and, general, and I, I assume think most people, people these days just assume, you know, it will come when it comes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, people definitely, like, look at that and think about it. But I, but I, I think it's a pretty small percentage of people. And, you know, typically, you if you're communicating, there's, like, a good reason. It's not yeah. like you're just like, oh, well... We're being lazy. <laughs> so, I'm sure think, I've you know, mentioned this. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this on the show before, but one of my favorite things is to look at the comments of campaigns that I've backed that are really late or have never <laughs> delivered and watching the people. You must have seen this like copy and pasting part yeah. of the terms and conditions as if it's going to make uh-huh. a difference. 
<laughs> I love those so much. <laughs> it's like people terms and conditions clause seventeen point six. I demand my money. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all very yes. You it's know, rough. It's it's the internet. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's like when uh, people post copyrighted content on YouTube and they put no copyright no intended, copyright intended. Uh, <laughs> in the description like, yes, as, a, as a shield. <laughs> it's like, first of all, you're not using that word right. Yeah. Second of all, it's just like, yeah, well, you know, I, it's uh, what a wild world. But I, I, the thing I try to remember is like, if you if those people met you in person, they would like chill out real quick. Oh, for you know what sure. I mean. I think it's just yeah. you know it's just the internet. It's just yeah. anonymous. It's just you know. It's it's just shouting into a void, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, not always a void. I mean, we're the void, I guess. But you know, not. I mean, on the other end is what it's believed. Yes, y- yeah. you are down in the void, receiving <laughs> all of the shouts. <laughs> It's very noisy down there sometimes. <laughs> oh yes. There is a, a a note in our show notes which has been helpfully labeled with Dan on it, and I assume this mm. is in case we everybody refused to take ownership <laughs> of Apple Silicon computers. It says experiments with MagSafe hacks. What what are you doing, Dan? That's right. Well, so. We have uh, those newish MagSafe uh, material docs Mm -hmm. that we've had for a few months, and we are exploring some uh, other variants, some other options uh, for that product line, and it became clear that just some of the things we were looking at, I just wouldn't be able to test without having a MagSafe-compatible phone, because at the moment I have a iPhone 11 Pro, which does not have MagSafe. So I just went down this little rabbit hole of seeing if you can turn a non-MagSafe phone into a MagSafe phone. Uh, and the the answer is yes. Uh, but it's... <laughs> what's so funny? <laughs> this is like... I mean, I just assumed that you were going to say you bought... Like a second-hand iPhone 12 or something, you know? Mm. No, heavens no. No, why would you do that when you can hack a phone instead? Well, it's it's so it, it's actually surprising that this isn't a more widespread thing because the solution is dead simple. You just have a make a case that has like the magnet array in it, and boom, you have you now have a, a phone that. Uh, magnetizes to a MagSafe. Now, obviously, you're not getting like the full 15 watt mm-hmm. like wireless charging, but you're still if if you're using your phone on a MagSafe, anyways, you weren't getting that, you know, with a non MagSafe phone. So it just adds like the magnetic snap to uh, to your phone and the charger you're using. So I, like I said, there's surprisingly not a lot of cases. Um, that offer this and i wish there were more because the one i ultimately ended up with is fine it's like a black silicone case Hmm. and it's decent it's clearly the silicone is clearly not as nice as apples and that it's like it's a little stickier feel like a little tackier feeling and it like picks up dusties kind of much more easily um but yeah prior to finding those cases 
I, you can buy various things like I, that I found on Amazon. So you can buy like just a magnetic array, like a circular array that's meant to work with MagSafe with like an adhesive on the back. So you could essentially like stick that to the back of your phone or back of your case. And then there are other ones. I think one was called like MagDaca or something where it's like a puck uh, that again is like a magnetic array, but it's, it has like a covering on it, like a case-like material over it. So it's you're not just sticking like raw magnets to your to the back of your phone. Um, and then there are just like ring, like steel rings with adhesive that you can use. Those are far from ideal because there's no alignment uh, inherent in that. So you're always going to be like a little bit kind of off alignment it's not going to snap really in a satisfying way so i ditched those pretty quickly but yeah i was like trying i was trying all this stuff where i was like i had an old apple case that i wasn't using and then i had that like mag daca magnetic array thing so i was like seeing if i could cut a hole in the case so that the magnet array like wouldn't protrude out the back like it would be more that actually didn't work. And it's actually quite hard to like cleanly cut through <laughs> an Apple case. Uh, and so, but ultimately I finally found like these, there's like one or two sellers that actually make like the, a case that has the array in it. And I've been using that for the past week or so. And it's, it's actually Tell quite me, nice. What is this word you're saying? Mag. How is that? Oh uh, yeah. I, let me actually check to make sure that is correct. I will check my orders on Amazon. Uh, Let's so see. I assume that the magnets are not in the exact same place as they are on the iPhone 12. What do you mean? Well, like, like you mean like the, the, like the charging coil? Is it in the same place? The, oh, you mean like the Qi coil? Yeah, I bet it's the same. Yeah, I'm yeah, pretty sure they set the they com- they completely oh, okay. center it. Yeah, it, yeah, it's. Magdaka, I'm assuming how you pronounce it. M A G D O K A. Okay. It has a two star rating on uh, Amazon. <laughs> oh, very <laughs> all good. The, very only good. one rating though, so small sample oh. size. <laughs> I I I just feel like people have not heard the gospel of MagSafe. I feel like it's going to be one of those things in like a year from now when more people have it that it's just like, oh, this is real handy because I I really. I mean, it's pretty nice. Uh, I can't see going back. Like, I think I would really miss it if I didn't have it. And Mike, you're still on your pop socket biz, yep. right? Like, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I don't it's... really have a solution. Well, so but what are you gonna do when Apple takes out <sighs> the like physical cord? <laughs> I don't want to really think about it. Um, there are companies that make things that are like. Like give you all of the functionality of a pop socket in in a sense uh that work through magsafe mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's like it's a very different arrangement right like you like pop out like a little ring from the side or something yeah. po- so like I will potentially go to one of those options like i I'd considered it um like looking around for something like this because pop socket's actual solution is is garbage as i oh they have one well they they showed one off where it's basically just like hey you just take the whole thing off it's like well this isn't really what i'm doing at all right like like their way is like oh you just attach this whole rail thing to the phone 
right uh, rather than sticking mm. it on and it's so it's no mm. i don't i don't really want that hmm. um and you know so i might look into another option but i i don't think i got to worry about this for a while um that, that i mean there yeah. is also a, a possibility that the way i deal with it is going to a smaller farm which i don't want to do <laughs> like but maybe that's yeah. what i'll do instead uh, this is one of those typically when I feel like the writing is on the wall for something in technology, I will try and move before I'm forced. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, This is one mm -hmm. of those things where I've decided not to do that and I will just (laughs) hang on to this solution for as long as I can. Because really, like, look, Adina has MagSafe. She has both both of the wonderful Studio Neat MagSafe docs. And she loves Mm. it. Like, she loves MagSafe. It's great for her. She was Mm. very much on the wireless charging, and MagSafe fixed all of her problems with wireless charging, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't fall off. She doesn't wake up and it's not charged. She can charge while, like, using her phone. Like, all of those things. But for me, like, I have docks everywhere, like the old MagSafe docks. Oh, sorry, the old uh, material docks. And I love them. And like, I have one on, on my desk here at the studio. I have one on my bedside. I have one on my desk at home. And I'm fine with it. Like, I don't really feel any need to change it. Like, I've never, yeah. it's well known in the show that I've never been on the, the wireless charging train. It's like, I don't really feel like I'm losing anything. Um, mm-hmm. But I could That's like saying, you know, I. I've never had ice cream, but I don't like think it's. No, it's not. I, <laughs> I, I see how good MagSafe is. I know why people like it. And it's not like I'm just being a stick in the mud for no reason. Well, no, you, you know, you like your pop socket's part of your whole jam. No, yeah. I get it. And it's, yeah. it, it, you know, it makes using my phone easier. So I'm going to, yeah. going to stick with it. I really wished that someone could work out how to make the pop socket work the way that I want. Yeah. But it's not looking likely. Well, would you take it off? Would you, would you take it off every time and put it on? Like- I would hate to do that. Yeah, so I don't know. It's probably not possible, right? I mean, like, yeah. how would it even be possible? It's like, you know, what? I could, like, stick the pop socket to a case and just take the case off every day. But mm-hmm. then I would hate that. Because yeah. the iPhone 12 has been my first iPhone since the iPhone 3G that I've used caseless. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah, I've used because this phone caseless for its entire time. On. And mm-hmm. I'm loving it. I really love it. Yeah, the other, like, we have a friend who's, like, re- you know, really is in the, like, wallet on the back of the uh, iPhone thing. And he is also just, like, you know, I can't do MagSafe for the same reason. And, you know, those are both big trade-offs. I don't have know. Have they not if looked at the wallet case thing? They, well, they just don't want to take it off ever, though. Oh, okay. You know, like, it's not even. It's just, it's just like, the front. you know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> just walk around it. He Maybe was, that's what I should do he, with my pop socket. I just stick it on the front of the phone. Me, he was telling me, though, that he can put his phone face down on a chi and it charges really slowly, which I've never what? tried. Which seems insane. Yeah. That doesn't seem good for the screen. I don't know. That just doesn't sound <laughs> no, like it's fine. Idea. It's it's a, it's a tiny bit of cur- It's a tiny bit of like. I guess if you. It's, it's I don't fun. know. You've got like a super powerful chi charger. That would work. Maybe, yeah, I think it depends. Yeah, there's definitely some yeah, variability there, but yeah. It's, man, it's I would love it if Apple found a way to, to make MagSafe work through the screen. Man, I'd be happy. <laughs> uh, that would be it for me. 
You know, yeah, well, I mean, magnets are strong. They could, you know, maybe there's some. They're not gonna do that though. Like, what you like stick it down? Yeah, they don't. They, want they, no, they're not gonna do screen. that because that's that's just uh, that's like a uh, highway to screen scratches. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Dan, did you get what you wanted though out of this experiment? You're happy. With yeah, I mean, it's it. Uh, aside from me wishing this case that I bought was just a little bit higher quality. Uh, What's it is, the name of the case? Let me look that up too. It's uh, the people will want to know. You know, the yeah, we can link it. Use link it in the there. show notes. It is a oh boy. V, how do you think you pronounce this? Looks like it's V E C I V C. Okay. iPhone 11 Pro magnetic case. It was thirty dollars, and they, it looks like they have it for iPhone 11, 11 Pro, 11 Pro Max. Oh yeah, look at this. 10 and 10s, and the 10R. Wow. Yeah. The image is strange on the Amazon website because it's like an exploded view with the magnet on yeah. the outside, which is yeah, not, it doesn't make much sense. That's not how the case looks. I don't no. know. I don't think they understand exploded views. <laughs> <laughs> I've been noticing, okay. like through, um, you know, following all of the Apple Focus Media that I do, that there's so many companies are bringing out magnetic accessories mm-hmm. and not MagSafe accessories. You know, like this is a even chargers and mounts and stuff that work with the magnets, but aren't like mag safe. They're not powered, is what yeah. you're saying. No, even ones that are powered, but they're doing just regular chi charging. Rather well, than- I don't think mag safe. I don't think you need a. Um, it's not like the normal Apple license, like MFI program thing. It's like you. They give you the specs of yep. what the magnet should be and what the cheat thing should be, and then you can just make it. I don't think that. Oh no! But the, e- um, there is a thing. There is an MFI thing to get the full speed. To get the full speed, so like oh, Belkin. I see. To get the fifteen watt. Yeah, Belkin have products that are MagSafe gotcha. and just magnetic. So yeah, like yeah, they yeah, have some stuff that's like full on, and all of the MagSafe stuff is a, 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 understandably more expensive. Than just the magnetic you know, stuff. They got to pay for that. You know, yeah, because they got to pay, pay for, for the magnetic branding to Apple. And but it's, well, you I'm know, surprised, honestly, how many products there are that are magnetic and how few there are that are actually magsafe. That's that's been a surprise for me, honestly. And I, and well, I wonder if Apple honestly would just be best off just letting people do it at the full speed. Yeah, I don't know why they're so... I'm guessing they're just worried about overheating or something. Because, I mean, honestly, Mike, I don't think there are very many companies, period, who even did the MFI thing. Like, there are Mm. so many Chinese, like, knockoff cable things that either claim to be MFI or just, like, a really good job of faking it. I mean, I I think it's only these pretty large companies that actually get the... The only smallish company that I've seen that does it is, like, um, Elevation Labs. Right. Like, they have, I think, have some real real deal stuff, but... um, I think it's kind of a pain. I don't don't really know, but Mm -hmm. it's it's certainly not easy. I can't imagine it's easy. Yeah. And so, it's like, you know... uh, you was if you can if you can do it like properly right you're not breaking any rules but you just don't get the full speed it's you know it's it's a and i bet you i'm sure you can get i don't know what the like taper off is i'm sure you can at least get seven and a half watts you can get seven and maybe and you half. can get more all of the products know. that i've seen 
um, max out seven and a half if they're okay. just magnetic and they get 15 if it's MagSafe. And like, it's just one of those things where I wonder at a certain point, does it just make more sense for Apple to allow people to just do the full speed thing and forget about getting yeah. whatever it is they think they're going to get? You know, because like you end up with all of the iPhones charging more slowly and I just figure like... Surely, people care about that yeah yeah and, and i want you know it's just like one of those things like because as well like belkin are bringing out some uh like battery banks that attach magnetically which apparently mm-hmm. the rumor is apple's making something like this too but it charges at seven watts it's like super slow for that yeah. use case which is i need a quick top up you know yeah yeah yeah, it's weird. I don't. Uh, I don't know. That's why we just avoid. That's why it feels good to like take our approach with this magazine stuff. Is just like avoid. Bring your own. Yeah, just bring around. Which you know is there's downsides to it certainly, and it's like creates design problems, and you know the user has to like have, uh, uh, you know, a magazine already. But you, you know, you just avoid all that stuff. You know, it's good. You know, it's solid. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's all very tricky. I mean, it'll get better. I'm just mm-hmm. glad that Apple still just, like, just did Qi in the first place. Like, that feels like it was a huge step. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad at least we're there. You're That's familiar crazy. with Nomad? Nomad, Nomad yeah. Nomad. Mm-hmm. I saw today mm-hmm. that they're doing a $50 bring-your-own MagSafe thing. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just like a mount, you know, like kind of like the... Oh, I see it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is their whole thing, Nomad, right? They make expensive accessories. That's their whole deal. I'm surprised that... Because they also are doing... They're doing like not bring your own, right? Uh, So I wonder what made them... I mean, I can see, like, for instance, I'm looking at their thing right now. I'm looking... They have... You know, they have just normal Qi modules that are just sitting in there. Uh, and it's interesting that they would do that. There must be a real reason, you know. Well, I like, guess it must it's, it's a similar difficult. reason to you guys, which is like, yeah. you know some of your customers will have already bought MagSafe, so why not just uh, provide them something which is more in keeping with their aesthetic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, it's uh, it all makes sense. All makes sense. Yeah, so it's a wild world, but we have some cool. We have some. I think we have some good. We have some. I think we have some good rounding out of our offerings in the material doc. Uh, we haven't exactly figured out what exactly we're going to do, but I think there's some good options um, to be able to kind of round out that product line, and it'll be good. I think it'll be. It's fun to kind of. It, I really like, we've basically developed what amounts to a kit of parts where we kind of know, we've like developed a way to mount like your phone flat, upright, a MagSafe, uh, AirPods, or like a watch, or like kind of these different, you know, Apple devices. And so it's nice to be able to just kind of like think about which ones are the best and like mix and match them and kind of have this modular design system that we can play with. Um, it's pretty... It feels pretty like fun, basically. I think the the challenge could be like getting carried away <laughs> with like too many too 12. many things. Yeah, twelve or, or just like things. how many options. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, but it's cool that we were kind of sitting on that. Um, and like each, if we wanted to try making some 
weird version, it wouldn't require like a bunch of tooling or something to get it up and running. Like we can kind of do small runs or whatever. So, so that's kind of interesting uh, uh, that we're in that spot. You've said too much. Well, that's not true. <laughs> I was, I was, I'm not going to press on it, but that it was interesting what you said. I couldn't work out. I mean, maybe Dan's gonna gonna jump in here and slam this question down. <laughs> I couldn't work out when you said like a toolkit whether this is a thing that you mean from your own product development or is in a type of product thing you would sell to people where they could make something a little modular. No, no, no. It's not like that. It's it's just like we have. So, for example, like the way an Apple Watch like is part of our doc story and mm-hmm. that there's like this cork little like tombstone mm-hmm. looking piece. And then it has like <laughs> a, a little like dish cut out like a little yeah. uh, indent. Uh, it's like that. If we were to make another doc that like has an Apple Watch component, it's like we've already figured out right. how the Apple Watch like charges on this device. So it's like that's already solved and we can add these like other elements you know adjacent to that or whatever so i think that's what tom was referring to it's just like oh, okay. you can these different ways to, to mix and match yeah like if they again if like if apple to do something else like the next airpods or whatever charge in a certain way you can adapt to that and then add in the previous you know like mm-hmm. oh if you wanted mm-hmm. to if we wanted to do this plus G, plus Apple Watch, we can make like a little thing. We've already got the component parts for two of it, which I guess right. is why you were able to make the MagSafe material dock so fast, right? Because you'd already made products that were similar, especially like the Apple Watch one. Exactly. It's like, well, we yeah. know how to do that half of this already. Like yeah. this isn't... Yeah. And you can share components between mm-hmm. SKUs as well. So it's like that little cork piece we can use on like multiple different docks if we need to. Yeah, yeah we, I mean, we do, right? I mean, we've used yeah. it on three things yeah. now. Yeah. Um, I mean, what's cool, and because the material doc, when we first made the first one, we were, like, unsure of how big of a thing it would be. And, like, you know, there was a lot of questions. And so from the get-go, we designed it to where we were. I think our guess was, like, let's make, like, 500 or something. Like, like let's design it so that we could make 500 of them. And not that design it so that we half there's like an injection molded part and we have to make like five or ten thousand of them for it to make sense right Mm -hmm. so so for instance we use 3d printing in the like first material docs to like be able to do that right without injection molding and since the material doc has been that same way um where we like we design it so that it can be low run um, and because we have done that, like we have this design language and this kit of parts that not only is modular, but it's also like low run and customizable. And so it's, re- yeah, like you said, Mike, we can like respond quickly. Like we could, we did the MagSafe thing really quickly because we were just like, oh, it's actually pretty easy to do this part. Um, and so, yeah, we make that, you know, besides like the Qi modules, like that we have in the like Qi versions of the material doc, besides that, everything is it's like basically made here uh we have some cork parts that are made in uh portugal but they're kind of raw like they're not done all the way like that little tombstone that dan described is like not there it's like just the tombstone without the that like place creeping for the me apple out charger. You keep calling it that <laughs> well this it's, it's a it's perfect like name for the it apple like watch that. dies every night and you put it on its <laughs> <Right. own. laughs> grave 
<laughs> it's flowers for the grave. Um, oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, so we like customize that part. Like we mill the little hole for the Apple Watch charging puck, like here, local, like in our, like in my garage actually. <laughs> um, and we you know, get and, like, more local than that really that's <laughs> right very local same with like the like the wood is made is like mill made in austin and then the the little covers and doors are either 3d printed by me or we have some laser cut pieces so it's all very like customizable like we could change the product really quickly um so that's it's kind of fun that it's remained that kind of flexible and modular uh and i think part of the reason why we did that is because Apple changes stuff so quickly that we didn't want to be like, yeah, let's like dig into this yes. dock we're gonna let's have spend for ten years, twenty yeah. grand on some tooling. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's Th- been fun. This and I'm kind glad of that started can... with the remote stand, right? Like that was the first uh, product that you really went hands on with, wasn't it? I guess that is true. Yeah, that is yeah. true. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we, I. I it was probably a year after that remote stand is when we did the material docs. I'm trying mm-hmm. to remember. I think that's the case. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have a, we didn't really have a plan. Let me see what happened. Oh yeah. We were trying to find a supplier just like we normally do like nationwide to make the wood parts. Mm-hmm. And it was really expensive. And, but we just happened to find a guy locally who's young and um, was willing to kind of figure it out. And we've been, you know, working with him since. And so that is awesome that we have that and it's local. And, mm. like, he can just, he just, like, drops parts off, you know. <laughs> he just, like, drives up and <laughs> now with COVID just, like, leaves them on the porch. <laughs> so it's uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's cool that it's modular and flexible and local. And uh, it feels, um, I don't know, it feels fun. Uh, and now that there's just... Yeah, like I said, like a kit of parts kind of attitude with the design process. It's it's uh, it feels like it could stick around for a long time. Do we have time for a dance tech corner? I have time. I, I have time because there's a thing that got put in there today that I'm really interested to talk about, which is oh. tracked slash targeted advertising. Yeah, let's talk about it. I have a searing hot take. Okay, Tom, we need the <laughs> song. Searing. Oh. Okay. Okay, it's time for a hot take. Uh, <laughs> yeah, searing take. It's got to be searing. It's got to be piping hot. Uh, <laughs> I liked targeted advertising. Yes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> like I find, I find Instagram ads specifically so like good. incredibly useful. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I buy things all the time. Although I did get a hilarious one today. Uh, which is is one of the funniest things I've ever seen, and I do not understand why this product exists. It's called the Tubble, and it is an inflatable <laughs> bath. Mm-hmm. So, oh, like an I inflatable. Know why that no, I. I mean, okay, I know why it exists, but it's <laughs> a wild product. So this is a hey, you don't have space at home for a full bathtub? <laughs> Buy our bath product. 
And what, what oh. I particularly like about this product is if you look through the images, there is an image of someone in an incredibly beautiful bathroom, and they've got this thing in the shower <laughs> cubicle, and it's kind now of that like is a little silly. It's like if you had the money to make that bathroom, you should. If you wanted a bathtub that bad, you should have put one in. Is kind of yeah. my feeling. But I found this is like it, a whole company, and they have like a whole thing, and I don't know. It was just funny to me. I saw it and was like. I know Does that they some have people jets want or something now. No, what? I don't think jets? so. No, what so. behavior online were you doing to get this surface to you? <laughs> yeah, do you think I have no idea? But right, but like what? I don't. I don't like baths. I like showers. So like, I don't even know. There is sometimes where I would like to to say like, hey. I just want to know why did you show me this? Like, what <laughs> what have I entered into? Like, now I know I'm yeah. going to see lots of products like this for a while because I've been on this website twice today, uh, yeah. thinking how funny. It was. <laughs> but oh, now I'm going to shoot. Now yeah, you're all going to get Tubble ads. <laughs> Everyone's going to get Tubble ads. Tubble's going to think that they have hit the jackpot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I so like for example, the other day I was like, I need some new like running shorts, like workout shorts. And so my strategy for that was just like on Instagram, the next time I see workout shorts, just like tap on it. And then I'd be guaranteed just like for the next few days to be showed lots and lots of shorts. And that absolutely worked. And it was super helpful. (laughs) I ended up finding, (laughs) like I ended up trying a couple pairs and like returning one. And it's like, this could be, I I think like the transparency aspect is super important and that's what we should all be like pushing towards a the kind of like opt-in nature of it and be like it would be cool if like occasionally instead in the place of where an ad would be like instagram surfaced a little thing that's like hey do you want to tell us like more about you and so i've had this before i've had instagram this isn't very often but give me a little like take a survey kind of thing in place of an ad, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I kind of liked because it was like, hey, this will help refine your advertising. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. I would like that. And like, you know, you're saying about the transparency, like soon, very soon, uh, none of these companies are going to have a choice, right? Because Apple's right. making them do the thing. Yeah. And I will say for me personally, with Instagram especially, I will say, yeah, like go for it, track yeah. me. Yeah. Because this, my feeling is if I'm going to be shown ads, I want them to be relevant. Right. Because on Twitter should be able to do this too, but all the only ads I ever get on Twitter are sports betting and yeah. stock trading, <laughs> and I don't do either of these things. I have no interest in it. I don't yeah. know why their algorithm has pegged me to care so much about sports betting when I have literally never placed a sports bet. Maybe that's it. Maybe they really want me to try, right? Like, but I've never yeah. done it. And I only get these ads, the only place I get these ads is Twitter. I don't get them on any other platform. I don't ever see them anywhere else online. So, like, their targeted advertising algorithm is so bad. Like, I remember once they said, they asked everyone, do you want to be targeted, right? Like, do you want, like, Mm -hmm. personalized ads? And I was like, finally, I'll stop seeing these sports betting ads. So, I said yes, and it didn't change at all. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so I speaking of Twitter, I've seen I think it was Cable Sasser and maybe Andy Bayo as well, uh, where they like went into the settings and specifically like unchecked the tracking and the targeting and then were like t- taking screenshots and sharing uh 
the ads that they were seeing yep. and they were kind of of the opinion like this is really funny like these are amusing and for me i was like i would hate to see <laughs> these ads like to me it is such a worse experience to be like it feels like spam almost mm-hmm. like getting viagra emails like in your email like it feels like that to me where it's like this is garbage that is zero relevance to me so like i am i'm willing to trade you know whatever comes along with the tracking and targeting i guess for just like not seeing garbage all the time in terms of advertising but i understand the trade-off but i'm pro targeting i guess (laughs) well i so what's so interesting to me about this is i think part of the reason i'm guessing we all feel this way and i agree with you about the instagram uh, I think part of the reason we feel that way is because Instagram seems to have a level of taste associated mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. ads. Yep. And, and I don't know why that's the case. Maybe because it's just like the cult, the visual culture of the platform or something. But if you were getting like, even if they were like somewhat accurate, but just like ugly, gross ads, would you feel the same? You know what I mean? Like oh. if the products mm-hmm. weren't good or like... So I don't think if it's necessarily about like like I don't know if it's the targeting is better or it's just that. I think no, I think it's both. I do because I genuinely yeah. do see products that I'm interested in on Instagram as well as yeah. them looking good. And I also see like in both. Like I sometimes see good ads for things I don't like or I see bad looking ads for things that I do like, but the mm-hmm. the hit rate with Instagram especially is so much higher. Like yeah. I have never had a platform provide advertising for me with such a frequency of me then buying something from yeah company. yeah mm-hmm. or at least not minding the ad like often i'm just Looking like oh that's interesting it. yeah, yeah. I mean, and i very frequently find myself liking the image and then like oh mm-hmm. it's an ad yeah. right like i just thought this looked yeah, nice so right weird. like yeah you know and so like it, it really works and you know like it, uh, in the next few months I'm going to start buying Instagram ads for the theme system mm. journal. Like I want to, mm-hmm. this is the thing that I want to just try out and see what it's like. And so this is the start of a long process. Like we're redesigning the website. Then I want to work with our designer on creating some assets to use for Instagram ads. Cause I'm not, not really sure how to make them, but I will be able to use Facebook's tools to work out what imagery is working and that kind of stuff. But like I, I've taken a look at it and you can get so granular for the type of person that you want. This is why it works, right? Like you just mm-hmm. say, hey, I want people that are interested in these things. And then Instagram uses its algorithms to know the people. It just serves them to the right people. Like it seems so basic, but I've never come across a platform that's done it as well as they have. Well, so we, um, we, Instagram is kind of the only place that we bought ads in the recent uh, past. And it's never been a big deal. It's mostly like if we do an Instagram post that I think is like nice or just, you know, seems like it could actually, because usually we're posting things that aren't very like ad-y. It's like behind the scenes or something. But if it's something where it kind of communicates what the product is, sometimes I'll push the little button that they feed to me, which is like, Hey, like, you want to promote this? And the interface is so easy. I just let it, I just set a budget and just like let it pick. Yeah. And um, I think that's part of it. Just like because you've already made the, at least for us, it's like we've already made the content. It's sitting there. You just push a button and like set a budget. 
it's pretty it's pretty nice to just be able to do that and so i think that is i'm sh- i mean i'm sure people who are doing this in a sophisticated way don't do that but um it does i mean that's really nice that they're because yeah, i believe it is possible to create content for ads that don't appear on your page oh yeah i'm sure yeah, yeah i'm sure as yeah, well yeah but mm-hmm. so, like, you know, you could create a, a, a good-looking image that also has some text on it, right? Which you wouldn't do if you were putting yeah. it on the on your, like, grid. But you mm-hmm. might do, you know, you would want to do if you're trying to grab the attention of someone to who doesn't know your products, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, this is it, right? Like, I understand the issues around uh, data collection and data being sold and all that kind of stuff. But also know that like it is not in Facebook's interest to sell my data. They have not. They want my data for themselves, right? Like they don't. Yeah. They don't want to sell it. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just I understand the realities of the modern web and advertising is a thing for that, right? Like I build my business in advertising, but yeah. our advertising is very focused in that we choose all the ads, right? And we choose ads that we think will fit with our audience. And I want that from the other platforms that that I go to. I want the ads to feel like they're for me or people like me if I'm going to see them. And and mm-hmm. I don't mind seeing them, right? Like I understand the realities, right? And so I will I will happily have ads served to me again as long as they feel like they're for me. It annoys me when I feel like they're for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean what's cool about this whole thing is that all the in like it seems like the incentives are aligned across everything, right? It's like if if the ads that work are the ones that really suit you and ha- are tasteful and work, it's like everyone hopefully will eventually move to those sorts of ads and that kind of system. So hopefully it's just like Instagram can be the leader in uh, like this working in the industry for ads. And we'll, we'll be like, soon we'll be saying, oh man, that, ba- that banner ad... <laughs> was really nice i'm really happy i saw that banner out you know i mean like why why can't it work that way you know it should there's so much stuff in the world so many products right like (laughs) i should have products that are served that are served to me that are things that i want these things exist in the world like show me yeah yeah no for sure i uh i feel like in any other group this is more of a hot take (laughs) what do you mean because, well, I mean, I know that amongst people in uh, my wider friend circle, just like these types of ads are all like, why would you want to see them? You know, like, please let me pay to remove them. Like, I genuinely, are you talking about people that are like tech adjacent yeah. or just normal people that are tech, tech, tech adjacent? Okay. Like if Instagram yeah. said, give us five bucks a month and we'll remove the ads, I wouldn't do it. Mm hmm. I would for Twitter because, again, because their ads are so bad, right? <laughs> but for Instagram, I would choose to keep them because... Yeah, I'm I'm generally a person that would remove ads. Like, I like I pay for the Hulu plan. That's a couple bucks more that doesn't have ads. And I have I think YouTube that's a Premium, good value. right? Yep, that's the same, same here. Same I here, pay yeah. for podcasts to get that, like, that have mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. options to remove the ads. Like, I do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I agree, probably Instagram, it would have to be a really low price for me to consider it like a dollar a month or something. Otherwise, I'd probably just keep it. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I, it's uh, hopefully it must change because it I mean, if it's working, I assume it's working for Instagram. I, who knows if it is? I mean, you know, yeah. from I mean, I mean I, they I, say I it, is. it is. Yeah. 
Um, and so I, I think, I feel like people that I would know probably, actually, I know for a fact, I have heard people tell me the same thing you guys are relating. Like, oh, I saw that on Instagram and it was awesome. Like I, you know, people I think are having that same feeling around Instagram ads where it's like, oh, these are actually cool or interesting or fun. But Hopefully I it doesn't get destroyed. Wonder, but. <laughs> the thing that we don't know, and, and I wonder, would those people say, like when that box pops up in a few weeks time and it says... Instagram would like to track you across the web and then they will say this is to improve advertising, serve you ads that you want to see and then you've got the option ask app not to track or allow app to track. What are people going to click? Yeah. I think it depends who how what the language is. I mean that's the language. So that language is set. That's Oh, fixed. that's Apple's. That's they don't get a interject a why. That's nope. like All they can do you can add a line in the dialog box. Yeah, small, that's like why? very small, and then the yeah. the boxes are ask app not to track and allow tracking. I think the strategy. I have no idea if Instagram or whoever is going to do this, but what I would do, you know, forced to, you know, deal with this modal thing is if a user selects no, don't track me next to every future ad you show them like have a way for them to opt back in to like basically reintroduce that modal that lets them that's not change working their mind. question mark yeah i yeah, don't yeah something like that I where it's like know. hate this terrible ad <laughs> like yeah i don't know because one thing i know you can't do is show an interstitial they will uh-huh. reject you if you before that well, thing it could just be a up, button right yeah. Yeah. I mean, but what I don't know is, like, I actually, off the top of my head, I do not know if it is possible for an application to ever resurface that opt in. Mm. Uh, if it were, I don't know about this, but if it works the same way that all the Apple permission stuff works, is you can always, like, you Go can, in if and the user pushes it. a button, yeah. if, the, if the user has to push a button, you can surface that same message thing where you get that parameter and stuff. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, but I don't know if... I just don't know if they will allow that. I feel like they should, and I feel like that's a pretty good way of doing it. Like, it's just like, don't like this ad? Even if it just popped up and said, hey, just open settings and tick this box, right? Like, And then you're good again. Mm -hmm. That would be... Mm -hmm. I mean, that feels like a better way of doing it. Uh, I understand to a point why they don't want the interstitial, but I think they should allow them, personally. Like... I don't know why it's a bad thing for a company to try and explain in more detail than Apple is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this Maybe is they'll walk up. into that, though. Uh, uh, we'll see. I mean, this is bumping up against like, a, a, like a, a theme that has been bugging me over the last few years of like, do these companies get to tell each other how their business is conducted? Like, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a real awkward line. Yeah. You know, like, do Apple get to tell Facebook how to do their business? Do Facebook get to tell Apple how to run their business? Like, mm-hmm. it's it's all very murky, it's, and it's yeah, starting yeah. to get like weird. Yeah, <laughs> Brave New World. I'm glad at least there's some movement, though. We'll, it'll be curious to see like what happens, and you know. But uh, but yeah, we all love Instagram. It's great. Mm-hmm. Thoroughly Considered is a joint production between Relay FM and Studio Neat. You can find out more about this episode by going to relay.fm slash tc slash 68.